I'm WSB's Mark Aram. The WSB 24-hour breaking news center is on alert. alert. With immediate breaking news, severe weather alerts, traffic red alerts from Cobb to Cherokee, Carroll to Gwinnett, Fulton to Forsyth, and all the rest. All the rest. WSB. WSB. Depend on it. The Mark Aram Show is performed before a live studio audience. No, I want this town to be near you. No, gray skies ever turn blue. Welcome to the show and a good Friday Eve to you. Mark Aram here, you there. Hope you had a great week and a great weekend plan. There is an absolute ass ton of stuff going on in Atlanta. Dragon Con, Blake, Gay Black Pride Parade, like a ton of stuff, but also uh, an amazing comedian at the Atlanta Improv. He is Adam Caton Holland. Nailed he joins it. us in studio. And not Clayton, Caton. Not Clayton at all. But the eye tricks you. Like, I see that and read it quickly, especially here in Atlanta where there's Clayton County. Oh, yeah. Georgia Cl- and Clayton's the city. I'm so. screwed. There's uh, Adam Clayton, basis of U2. Adam oh, that's right. Adam Clayton that's Powell. Totally right. The, uh, there's a boulevard after him in New York City. He's a black congressman back in the day. I'm screwed. I'm fighting. I'm fighting that Clayton good fight against the Claytons. Did of the you world. ever figure? Let's just drop it and go with Adam Holland or no? Never. Not once. Why are you going with your maiden name in the middle there? What's the deal with that? <laughs> well, my mom's a feminist, and she <laughs> hyphenated all the kids' names. And like, who am I to stand in the way really? of my Is mother? That what happened? Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So, what are your like siblings' names? Uh, Holland Edwards. My other sister hyphenated it, and uh, my other sister kept her name so your sister's first name is holland no or anna anna kate okay. holland she married sam edwards Got she's it. now anna holland edwards it's a it's a quagmire don't go down this road i, I apologize yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh so you're atlanta improv uh tomorrow night saturday two shows 8 and 10 p.m um and i think uh, you know not to to you know speak out of turn but i think folks need to see you now because if you come around next time uh this time next year the, the shows will be ungettable. You might not even come back to Atlanta because you have a new TV show coming out. I do have a new TV show coming out. It's called Those Who Can't. It's going to be on True TV in, uh, in January of 2016. My friends and I wrote it, and we star in it, and we, we, just, uh, we made 10 episodes this summer. Those Who Can't is about those who can't do teach. teach. So we're three just inept teachers in a failing public school, and we shot... 10 episodes this summer, and, and we're psyched. It's a funny so, show. So uh, even though it's on True TV, it's not a reality show. It's a, a True's getting into comedy. This is the first original scripted show. And the we had guest stars galore. You wouldn't believe it. We had like Sarah Michelle Gellar was on an episode, Whoa. and uh, Michael Madsen from Reservoir Dogs was on an episode. He's still alive? He is, and he's scary as hell. I can imagine. Like yeah. I love him as an actor. Um, ever since he was uh, Bump Bailey in The Natural. Oh, yeah. With, with uh, Robert Redford. <laughs> That's a deep cut. That is a deep cut. He died crashing into the uh, outfield wall. But, like, Reservoir Dogs. Um, he's in the new Tarantino flick coming out, The Hateful Eight. I just didn't think he'd live this long. Because he, he lives off camera, lives a very rough life, I would imagine. Yeah, he's exactly how you'd think he is. He's like, hey, thanks for, thanks for putting me in this comedy. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny you'd want me to be in a comedy. And then he goes and sits in his director's chair and just stares into the middle distance for like 40 minutes. That's That would like, be off-putting. Madsen, you're up. Get in here. <laughs> that would be off-putting. All right, so it's called Those Who Can't. You wrote it and you star in it. That's that's rare, right? It's it's a crazy rare experience. Me and two other comedians, all who live in Denver, Colorado, mm-hmm. wrote it. And we, we filmed in L.A. this summer, but it was a big coup for us to be like, this is our first thing and we're in charge of it. And it's 
it's actually really funny. We're really pumped about it. So yeah, that's like every time I hear of someone like that writes and stars in something, I don't really think of Rocky and the story of Stallone. You know, sticking to his guns. I wrote this script, but I'm not going to do it until I. St- was, was that your experience? I mean, it was a really long experience. We did it for Amazon mm-hmm. two years ago uh, when they first got into original scripted. They came out with six shows. We were one of the first six, and they gave us like a micro budget. We filmed it in Denver with all our friends. I don't think they expected it to succeed, but it tested really well. And Amazon was like, "Okay, what are we going to do here?" <laughs> and so they flirted with us for a while. Ultimately, dropped it. But two years later, it's been resurrected by True TV, and we like couldn't be happier. It's, so, what if so True, v, True, True, uh, True TV comes to you and says, "Listen, Adam, we love the show. We think it's brilliant, but sorry, you can't star in it. We've got um, um, Jason Bateman's going to star in this instead." What, what would you have said then? I'd say you don't know good TV if it sat on your face. True <laughs> TV, tell Bateman to take a seat. This is Clayton Holland's hour, not Clayton Holland. Get it right. So you'd you would have gone Rocky Balboa and turned Absolutely. it down. Absolutely, really. And then I would have made ten Rockies. Um, <laughs> No, I mean, yeah, this is our baby. The three of us star yeah. in it. We weren't, weren't about to hand it over to anybody else. Uh, we're Adam, all comics. We all have egos. We want. We like being behind the camera, sure. but I want to be in front of the camera. But I too. mean, that's a paycheck, though. As a writer, producer, <laughs> that's still a paycheck. I did just fine this summer. I can afford those Dragon Con tickets. Good for you, Adam Caton Holland in studio. No. <laughs> He's at the Improv this weekend. Two shows tomorrow night, eight and ten p.m. Uh, tickets available at AtlantaImprov.com. Um, and starring in a new TV. When does the show come out? Those who can't. It comes out, I believe. January or February of 2016, so right around the corner. Right in time for sweeps. February <laughs> sweeps. You said it. See, I know the TV business. Yeah, True TV <laughs> is uh, is gonna is a new station. I think everybody knows it because like March Madness had some games on yeah, True TV. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So people are aware of it, but they got a bunch of other funny shows coming down the pipeline. But we're the first original scripted one. Are you from Denver, or do you just yeah. live in Denver? Yeah, I'm from Denver. How? Uh, um, I absolutely love Denver. What nice. What has been the the transformation of the culture there since? the legalization of marijuana. <laughs> well, it's been interesting because like, a, a, I think marijuana should be legal everywhere, so I've been, I'm all for it, but mm. I don't really smoke pot anymore. I used to when I was a younger man. <laughs> sure. Now I don't as much, um, but <laughs> l- how do I put this delicately? Pot culture is pretty stupid culture. So it's like, there's, it's very cool, and there's a lot of people that are doing it in a really responsible, cool way. Like, like for example, parents will be like, you know what, I'm going to have a pot gummy bear and garden all day <laughs> and be with my kids. And you're like, what a sensible way to enjoy pot. But then there's a lot of just like idiots who come in and they're like, I'm going balls to the wall. Yeah, like, and th- these are the guys that are eating edibles and flipping out and just being stupid about it. So you get all of it. You know, I, has, has life changed in the city, though, dramatically? Or is it still... De- like, I haven't been to Denver in like four years. Is yeah. it still the Denver that I remember? No. Denver's changing really? rapidly for a lot of reasons. Okay. Denver just like caught fire all of a sudden. It's a hot city. So there's so much stuff going in left and right. Some responsible growth, some really ugly mixed-use condo popping up oh, everywhere yeah. type of crap. But then there's pot as well, and it's just it, you wouldn't recognize it. It's 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 a lot different. Interesting. I need it, to go back. It's and not exciting, for the, but not it's, for the edible aspect of. Yeah, right. I couldn't do it. I would. F- I, I I I like you in my past. I might have tried it. Yeah. But and I might have become too antisocial eventually. Well, here's the problem. I think. And again, I'm speaking with very little knowledge here. I think the stuff that we had as kids was a lot less potent than what's getting thrown out there now oh yeah like that's you'll i uh, no well, it's a bunch of, i have a little, <laughs> i have all my friends in high school who sold drugs are now entrepreneurs <laughs> like yeah. they're apparently legit businessmen but so i know a lot about it and it's like these this is so tested so yeah. many chemists working on this stuff it's like really concentrated stuff and you don't know what you're going to get most of the time so it's like 
I had a sip of a pot soda, a sip of a pot soda, <laughs> and I was just gone for you know the next five hours, just ruined my night. I was raised on what was called swag. That's what that, I'm saying. Yeah, man. that not this hydroponic like blow your mind, you're you know flipping out kind of stuff. I think in Denver everybody's really high end and doing all this like really yeah, ridiculous pot. They need to capture that nostalgia dollar, just swag, man. Exactly. Se- seeds and stems. Dollar. That's a, exactly. Get a, get a blunt of dirty <laughs> swag weed and be like, ah, yes. I, I'll I be remember. Af- when. I'll be afraid of my parents for the next five hours. Let me throw on some Pearl Jam. Uh, Adam, Kate, and Holland in studio. He's at the Improv tomorrow night. Tickets available eight and ten p.m. Um, I'm really excited about your uh, your show. Those who can't. So how many? I'm going to go. Uh, you know, in depth insider. Yeah. Here. How yeah. many episodes do you have in the can? We've got ten in the can. Okay. We just finished. And like like I said, I mean, we were pretty excited that we got this opportunity. But then all these like incredible comedy people started joining us. Like our, our showrunner, the guy who runs the show, is from Arrested Development. Our director of photography who filmed it's from Louie. And it's just like these really impressive comedy people who are like attracted to the project and we we couldn't believe it. You know, we got TJ Miller's in one of the episodes and uh just it was great. It was a dream come true and I think it's a really funny show. Ten Do, in the can. To, uh, are we are we guaranteed a second season yet or no, oh Lord no. no. We're we're hoping on that, but uh but we'll see. The Mark Aram show listeners will make that happen. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. I'm now going. here's the here's the here's something I want to ask you, a little more inside knowledge on TV. All right, so it's it's two thousand fifteen. I personally never actually sit down to watch a show live. Like the the shows I watch, like Ray Donovan, I love mm-hmm. like a lot of the good HBO and Showtime stuff. But I don't even watch them live. Like I DVR'd anything. If if I set my DVR to watch those who can't, do you get credit? Like how does the ratings work with that? Do I have to watch it within a certain period? Or I wish I could. I you don't, don't know. know. I mean, okay. I probably would know a lot better once the show's out. It hasn't yeah. come out yet, so I'm not sure. But we've been pushing them real hard because nobody watches TV like that yeah, anymore. Yeah, it's weird, right? So we're just like, listen, you need to have this show available immediately online or else people are just going to rip it off. So you should at least get people going to the website and mm-hmm. be like, I want it today. Um, hopefully they listen. But if they listen to this show, then they will. Absolutely. Yeah. They, they're loyal listeners here. But I mean, Ray Donovan, I... I don't. Do you watch it? I've never seen. It. All I see is the billboards for Ray Donovan. It's like, oh, he looks mad. It's it's such <laughs> a great show. It's it's basically Lee Shriver playing a Hollywood fixer, and okay. it's just an amazing show. And there's an amazing cast. Um, I've heard nothing but good things. It's about It's so it. good. But even the, like that is something I will. I'll watch no matter what. But even that, I don't watch it live. Right. Like I'll catch it. Like I'm like, oh, I'll get home by nine thirty, and I'll catch it. You know. So it's it's such a weird environment. Back in the day, it was like whatever your favorite show was, uh, The Sopranos or The Simpsons or Seinfeld, you made sure you were in front of the TV oh, yeah. right as it was starting. Well, all of television is like that. There's no shared TV experience anymore. It's yeah. so specified and everybody's got their show. And, and if you've got Ray Donovan, some guy who's more pretentious than you, is like, oh, you have to see this show. It's been on the BBC <laughs> for three years. There's no just like we're all watching Seinfeld. Yeah. We're all, it's, kinda, it's kind of a sad thing. There's no commonality in like that TV experience. It's it's all binge watching now too. Well, that's why at the end of every episode of those who can't, we put the winning lotto numbers so people have to watch <laughs> it in real time. Well, dude, I'm I'm definitely going to DVR it. Those who can't this January mm-hmm. on True TV, yep. formerly known as the uh, the Play In Game NBA uh, NCAA Tournament Channel, <laughs> right, the one exactly. versus sixteen match. Formerly before that, Court TV. Like we we have a joke. It's like it's not just police chases and cats anymore. <laughs> it's us teaching. Hey, police chases and cats get numbers. Yeah, that's, uh, that's can you true. hang out one more? second adam of course all right adam kate and holland is at the improv this weekend two shows tomorrow night eight and ten tickets available atlantaimprov.com hang out we'll be right back this is the mark aram show uh-huh.
Shots I got big lips and handlebars. Put it on Tim like a porno star. Run back the tape in the VCR. I'm coming, baby, like the big black Kahuna. I wish you would haunt me just a little sooner. Now rich like silver spooner. Spooner. Now here's the finger. Now I got to moon. I wish you would have did that two years ago. Let me feel the body hit the skin, yo. I think we really got something in. What do we got? An idea. What idea? An idea for the show. I still don't know what the idea is. It's about nothing. Welcome back to the Friday edition of the Mark Aram Show. Coming up uh, next segment, Napoleon Dynamite will join us, as well as uh, Jeff Powell, uh, Jeff Elliott and Jeremy Powell from the B98.5 Morning Show. Wrapping up with Adam, Kate and Holland, stand-up comedian and now accomplished actor. Oh, thank you. Thank starring, you. Uh, so is it writing, producing, starring, directing? What else? What am I missing? Uh, not directing, but ri- right. yeah, writing, <laughs> producing, and, and starring in Those Who Can't. Those Who Can't. Check it out this January on True TV. So, um, folks are obviously going to go see you at the Improv tomorrow at either 8 or 10. But if we want to interact with you on the social media, uh, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Caton Holland, C-A-Y-T-O-N, Holland, like the country. It's also my Instagram handle. And I'll tell you what, I shine in a lot of mediums, but Instagram is where I really, really, really kill it. I just started Instagramming. Well, listen, just take notes from my account. <laughs> really? If there's one word I could use to describe my Instagram, it would be brave. Okay. It's very I'm brave, excited to get All right. I'm just, so, I'm just an Instagram artist, guys. Adam Holland? No, what is it? Caden. Caden Holland. Caden <laughs> Holland. For everything, basically. For everything. Caden Holland right. across the board. And I, I got I a website, adamisfreakingoutrightnow.com. Are, <laughs> are you doing uh, Periscope and all that stuff? Periscope I haven't caught on to yet. It's yeah. too, like, I don't know, the Truman Show or something. I just <laughs> I don't want people watching my every single move. I'm not that self-obsessed. Most, most comedians are. Maybe I'll get there in a year, but right now I don't want I don't want to film every single thing I do. Very cool. Well, best of luck this week at the Improv, and best of luck with uh, those who can't. If you ever need a pudgy Jewish traffic reporter, like as a bit role there, I'm gonna, can, I'm gonna send you a script, buddy. There's got to be at least one Jewish teacher at the school, right? <laughs> it is Denver. There's not a lot of Jewish <laughs> That's people. That's true. Out there. That's true. All right. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thanks for joining us, buddy. Uh, news, weather, and traffic next. This is the Mark Aram Show. I'm WSB's Clark Howard from Cobb to Cherokee. Carol to Gwinnett. Fulton to Forsyth. And all the Metro 11. You'll get severe weather, a traffic riddler, or breaking news. Breaking news immediately accurate from the WSB 24-hour breaking news center. WSB. Depend on it. Greetings and salutation, Mark Aram listeners. It's Big Buford here. I'm not actually in the studio, but I am hungry. Do you got any food I can eat? The red, the white, and the blue. 
Welcome back to the Mark Aram Show. I hope you're having a great Friday. I've been teasing this interview all week long. I deliver. He is John Heater. He is best known probably as Napoleon Dynamite. He is starring in Walt Before Mickey, a brand new movie. John, welcome to the program. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. So last week we talked to uh, one of your co-stars in this movie, um, uh, Thomas Ian Nichols, joined us on the on the program yeah. and gave us the rundown. And I'm kind of pumped for this. Who do you play in this movie? I play Roy Disney, his brother. Now that's he plays Walt. I, yeah. Now Roy, why does Roy Disney sound familiar to me? How do I know that name? Well, probably because there's two of them. There was the original Roy, and then his son, who ran the company, who was the head up until I think it was the '80s. No, uh, you know what? Shoot, I should know that. <laughs> uh, it might have been. It might have been the last decade that uh, the other Roy passed away. Uh, but he was the head of Disney for a huge chunk, like in the okay. 70s, 80s. So when I was um, growing up, Roy Disney was the head of Roy Disney, was the head of Disney. Yeah, yeah. That's but why. Not, but my, uh, the Disney, the Roy that I portray is his brother. Um, the, Roy, the Roy I was talking is the son of Roy, so that was Roy Jr. So I play Roy Sr., the, the brother of Walt in his early days, and he passed away uh, I believe just like a few years after uh, Walt did. What What was the uh, dynamic of the brothers there then, uh, Walt and Roy? I'm sorry. What What was the dynamic between the do the the two oh. brothers, Walt and Roy? Well, what Walt really is was the visionary uh, of the two brothers. He was the guy who had you know the ideas and um, the passion and was kind of a little bit of the cutthroat type of guy who, who didn't want to stop at anything. He, did, he, de- he certainly was the guy who didn't want to take no for an answer. Um, we see that in his early years instead of kind of the, you know, complacent, kind of laid-back guy that we see in all those little Disney introductions, like, oh, this is nice, heartwarming, simpleton, uh, well, Disney. He was definitely more, you know, hey, we got to get the job done. we got to do this. I, this is how I want it. Um, and Roy was more of this, he was a realistic one. He was the one who had to kind of follow the numbers and make sure everything was okay. And a lot of times he had to crack down on Walt and say, look, this is just not possible. We have to be realistic, you know, in terms of finances and this and that. But, you know, he, without ever letting it ruin their relationship, Roy, you know, stuck by him and, and just kind of had to do like, all right, I'm going to have to try to make it work um, because, you know, Walt <laughs> wants it this way, and I'm going to support my brother. Awesome. It's Walt Before Dickney, uh, Walt Before Mickey. It opens uh, nationwide yeah. September 14th. I'm I'm actually really pumped to see this, John. I can't wait. But I, I can't let you go without talking about um, Napoleon Dynamite. I didn't know that that was like your first real role, your first movie role was Napoleon Dynamite. That's huge. Yeah, yeah. I would, ima- I would imagine life life changing, right, after that came out? Uh, yeah, you could say that. I mean, it was kind of a, the, um, right when I was leaving, I did it, I shot that film like my second to last year of college, so really, after I got finished, I was finishing up my last semester at college. My life was going to change anyways, because I was leaving uh, school and coming down to L.A. to be an animator, Um at least that was the original plan. Um, 
but you know the movie happened and uh and kind of blew up and so i really wanted to uh kind of take that sure uh, alley where, where did you go to school i went to brigham young university excellent by so all right so that i mean it was probably filmed near your campus then right napoleon dynamite Oh, uh, we shot it in Idaho, which, but it was southern, southern Idaho, so it was like, I think it was like a two, two to three hour drive, but it wasn't terribly far away. Did you know when you were shooting it that it would become the smash hit that it became? Uh, well, no. I mean, we had no idea, <laughs> but I mean, we all, and I say we as in like, you know, me, the director, a lot of the cast, but... A lot of the, most of the crew were, we were all like just, you know, BYU buddies and from film school. And so we were all like in on it and we all got the jokes and we were kind of doing it almost more for ourselves. We were like, well, this is fun. We, we love this. And we think if this ever does see the light of day and ever does get an audience, I, we think it could be, you know, really funny. And we, we lucked out. I, I can't believe it. it was 2004, right, it came out. It's been that long that yeah. uh, Napoleon Dynamo. Yeah. And it's it's so, uh, I mean, so many lines are in, like, the social vernacular now that just people are always quoting Uncle Rico and you and Pedro, of course, and, and Summer. It's just, it, it you know, 200 years from now, people are going to still be talking about that movie. That, that's that got to blow you away. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's <laughs> it, 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 it's quite surprising. It's it, shocker. It's timeless. I, I, I really enjoy it. And I know I'm going to enjoy Walt Before Mickey, open September 14th, um, theaters nationwide. And this is, I mean, is this a, would you consider this a kid's movie, John, or is this a movie for everybody? Yeah, it's a family film. I mean, you know, kids, uh, like, it's a family film. I mean, I don't, I don't know how much it's going to grab their attention. It is a biopic, a little bit of a history lesson, but... It's certainly not, like, inappropriate or anything like that. And I think, uh, you know, the family, especially kids who are old enough to appreciate that there is someone behind the scenes, you know, making all their favorite films, all the Disney films. And so to learn about, you know, Disney, especially in its earlier years, I think anybody can appreciate that. Awesome. Can't wait. Thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate your time. We are all huge fans here on the Mark Aram Show. Tough to follow up uh, Napoleon Dynamite, but I think I've done it a uh, pretty good job here. Joining me uh, in studio from the Jeff and Melissa Morning Show on our sister station, B98.5 FM, Jeff Elliott and Jeremy Powell, producer Jeremy, a.k.a. Fat Kid. Um, That's right. Yeah, for the people, yeah, people who have been in Atlanta for a long time. I am Fat Kid. I used to work at 99X. I worked at Dave FM. And I've been around everywhere I go. Stations die. And now you're at a great uh, station with a great morning show. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. I love working at B98.5 with Jeff and Melissa. I'm not I mean, real confident on. when he says, every place I go, they die. So <laughs> not, that so, doesn't... that. Well, you know, knock on wood. Right. You, it's been yeah, working right. good so far. The it rating, you guys been. are killing it. Yeah, no, um, I like it. Real quick, so we were supposed to get press passes for Dragon Con. Low T. Chuck, the, I literally give him one task every six months. Yeah. And his task was to get us press passes to Dragon Con. He dropped the ball, but apparently you got a press pass. Wait, you didn't get a press no. pass to Dragon Con? He's like, oh, there was a lot of red tape and blah, blah, blah. No, it's not. There's an, there's an email to send. Is too low. There's an email to send. Dude, he's, he dropped the ball. So, But apparently you know what you're doing as an <laughs> yeah. actual producer. Right. So you got uh, press passes to Dragon Con. And what, what did you do? I went down to Dragon Con because, you know, if 
you've never been to Dragon Con, it's a giant pop culture it's convention. Awesome. There's 80,000 people here who are in love with everything geeky and nerdy. It's awesome. And there's so many people. But imagine the type of people who go to Dragon Con and like just picture them in your head. That's who's there, right? So I went down to talk to the ladies to find out just how difficult it is to pick up a man at Dragon Con. <laughs> All right, I can't wait to hear that. Heather, how difficult is it to pick up a man at Dragon Con? Probably not very difficult, depending on how tight your shirt is. <laughs> all right, first of all, what's your name? My name's Kelly. Kelly, where are you from? Jacksboro, Tennessee. Kelly, how difficult is it to pick up a man at Dragon Con? Oh, like that. <laughs> With the snap of your fingers, you can have a dude right now. Oh, yeah. Here's what I want to know, Christine. How difficult is it to pick up a man at Dragon Con? It is not very hard at all. It is actually more difficult to keep them off of you. <laughs> They're just like throwing themselves at you. Pretty much, pretty much. First of all, what's your name? I'm Jen. Jim, where are you from? I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio. Jen, I want to know, how difficult would it be to pick up a man at Dragon Con? Oh, I think it'd be probably pretty easy. Why? Some of them look pretty desperate. <laughs> Emily, where are you from? I'm from Chattanooga, Tennessee. All right, Emily, and you came here just for Dragon Con? Just for Dragon Con. Now tell me, Emily, how difficult would it be to pick up a man at Dragon Con? All you got to do is put your boobs out. That's it. That's it. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. They'll be falling all over you. What's your name? I'm Ashley. Ashley, where are you from? I'm from Chicago. And you're here just for Dragon Con? I am indeed. How difficult is it to pick up a man at Dragon Con? It's very easy to meet somebody at Dragon Con. Like, describe, like, what are the guys looking for here? Um, are you female? <laughs> the end. So, if, if you have female parts... Yeah, you're pretty good to go. That's all you yeah, need. Yeah, yeah. All right, thanks, Jeremy. That is awesome stuff, as always. Uh, you can listen to Jeremy and sometimes Jeff on uh, the <laughs> Jeff and Melissa Morning Show. Yeah, because I... B90.5. Okay, yeah. yeah, okay, Jeff hey, and hey, Melissa. Hey, over okay. here on the Mark Aram Show, I get I get a lot of love, Jeff, because I'm the one that comes on more than you do. You do. Well, well I, I can't afford his day rate. That's the problem. <laughs> I haven't been invited in a while. That's true. That's my... I blame Low T Chuck for that as well. Because his T is low. <laughs> his T is very low. Right. Uh, follow him on Twitter, at Radio Elliot, at Fat Kid Rocks. Yes, if you Our, want the funny one. Yeah. yeah. And we can listen to you guys... Tuesday morning on B98.5. Absolutely. This is The Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Mark Aram here, you there. Hope you had a great week and a great weekend planned. All right, start of the show. Let's do it. And now, are you guys ready for the Mark Aram star of the show? <laughs> I got nothing. What yeah. do you think? I don't know. Um, I think we should give it to Charlie. Yeah, Charlie helped me out with the promo suite today. He gave me uh, gave me his login so I could log into it. So, Charlie, it is, I guess. Charlie gets the star of the show. Also, next hour, we're also going to be talking about your greatest foot and mouth moments and also your favorite TV dinners. So keep it tuned here to WSB for that. Also, I've got uh, some tickets to give away. 
four tickets to the Fall Home Show. Uh, we'll give them to the uh, fourth caller at 404-741-0750. you want to go to the Home Show, fourth caller, 404-741-0750. News, weather, and traffic next. This is The Mark Aram Show. Keep the peace. Hey, or out the breeze. We the best. Still is room for improvement. Our presence is felt like a 